You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 54, where we are going to talk to Mr. Elliot Kawaoka, who is a Kona qualifier for the fifth time? Fourth time. Fourth time, excuse me. Jeez. Bravo. <laughs> so, yes, Elliot... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to catch up with you, but you keep qualifying yourself. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, uh, Elliot and I both raced. We will spend a little bit of time talking about uh, my DNF, but uh, let's focus and uh, start by congratulating Elliot on uh, having uh, a really solid race and uh, something to be proud of, in my opinion, uh, at Ironman Coeur d'Alene here. So how are we doing, Elliot? Great. It was just so glad to be back racing at Ironman. It's been a long yeah. time. <laughs> it has. So how long had it been since your last Ironman? Hawaii. Right. So 2019, right? Right. So, yeah. All right. Year and a half. So, yeah. I mean, I did a bunch of like, I did a virtual Ironman and all that, but it's not, nothing come close not to actually same. racing one of those. All right. All right. But that is uh, that was your second time doing Ironman Coeur d'Alene, right? Um, actually, my third. Oh, your third time. That's yeah. Right. Jeez, so my second that. Ironman was Coeur d'Alene in 2010. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that one. Okay, cool, cool. So you had some good familiarity with the course, and right. uh, you got some nice, cool conditions, huh? Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> brisk. <laughs> yeah. So those that weren't following it uh, was what right, right around 100 degrees most of the day, right? Yeah. And yeah, the week leading up to it is, it's just weird here. Like, um, we had a marathon a couple weeks ago in Washington and it was in the sixties and raining and <laughs> I'd probably much rather prefer that kind of, those kind of conditions, but yeah, yeah the temperatures just really jumped this past week. So it was, yeah, in the hundreds the entire time we were there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's warm, but, uh, yeah, let's go through your day, man. So, uh, of course you kicked it off with a great swim, 58, 37, uh, two loop course. Uh, tell us more, I guess, sorry, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. How was you drove over there? It's only what you say? Six hour drive. Yeah. Six hour drive. And we stayed on Airbnb about 35 minutes away, which is a little far farther than I think next time I'll do a little bit better getting a little closer to the venue. I kind of like staying away just from all the 
the craziness, but just driving back and forth kind of got old after a while. I mean, you have to check in one day, get your wristband and your packet, and then you got to drive over there again to drop off your bike. So it was a lot of driving back and forth. Yeah. But it was very low key for you, right where you were? Yeah. Yeah. It was on a, on another lake, not Lake Coeur d'Alene, but a lake called Twins Lake. And yeah, it was pretty private and quiet and good open water swimming. So, I mean, once we were there, it was fine. Other than it didn't have AC either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, very cool. All right. Um, but did it feel like, uh, how was like the protocol COVID stuff? Like, did it feel like a normal event or what was the vibe like there? Completely normal, man. Like, yeah, I don't think I saw a single person wearing a mask and yeah, like St. George, they were very, very like i mean everyone had to wear a mask before we got in the water and everything was kind of spaced out a little bit more but here it was just do what you felt like a normal yeah race. felt like a normal race <laughs> uh, that's cool awesome all right so um got in there feeling good morning of and uh got up towards the front of that swim pack i'm guessing yeah and i don't know like they only let three people go at a time. So it kind of felt, I mean, I started a little back. So when I, I don't know, when you're seeing people go off and you're like, wow, I'm like three minutes past the gun time. I'm like, I should have started like up front because I was kind of worried about just finding a good person to swim with, which I typically try to do like right off the bat. Sure. And were you able to do that or? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I started, let's see, like two and a half minutes after the gun time. So, okay. yeah, I mean, if you think, I mean, they, they say everyone under 60 minutes line up in this corral. That corral is always huge. So you don't really right. know if all these swimmers are going to swim that. So you got geek guys like me jumping in there. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> But why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, it looks like, though, you were ninth coming out of the water, uh, um, you know, in the AG. And uh, um, another another great swim for you, man. Yeah, and the loop courses are tough because, I mean, yeah. the first loop is really, I mean, non-eventful and not a lot of, not a lot of traffic. But once you get to that second loop, it's, you're just kind of weaving in and out of people and trying to find the same feet that you were trying to and not get held up by the other swimmers. Totally. Uh, but the water was nice, right? It's a good place to swim, right? Yeah. Very comfortable, a little choppy. I think like some boats were coming by, so it created a few waves, but yeah, it was a pretty comfortable swim and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at staying on the same feet the entire swim, finding like, someone a little faster than me and just keeping on their feet cool and was there i noticed like so uh, according to the ironman tracker you came through the 1.2 at like 28:38. yeah um was the second lap slower it seemed like every it felt like it was and yeah. i don't like i i give those itu athletes credit when they have to like get up on that pontoon and then like on two looped courses and yeah then, dive in and go hard again i mean yeah, like no your heart rate just like 
goes through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And then you jump back in the water and like, oh my gosh, like your legs feel heavy and your arms feel heavy again. You just kind of have to get in that rhythm again. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, uh, very cool. I mean, still, uh, really good and you felt good coming out. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of swimming a lot during the week because I mean, it really doesn't impact. I mean, you don't get sore from it, like running. And I mean, if you have the time, I mean, I'm, I swim like five or six times a week. I mean, not huge distance, like, uh, the last guy we interviewed. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was swimming like 5k a swim session, but I'm more like 3k, 2,500 to 3k, but five or six times a week. And I think that really helps, especially like the feel for the water and, Cool. I just felt comfortable the entire time. Yeah, I'm trying to up my swim game here. I'm uh, trying to jump in pretty much every day and even just doing like on the non really swim days, just doing like 20 minutes and doing like some sculling and some drills and stuff like that to just keep it super easy, but get some good feel for the water here. Yeah. So we'll see how that works here. But uh, um, I think I need to do that. <laughs> I'll put it that way. No, nah, you don't need to do that. I need to lead off out of, out of the water. Ah, that's true. That's Hawaii. true. That's right. That's right. At the end of this conversation. You seem we'll, to we'll... catch me at the same point every year in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> right before Pilani. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, uh, okay, cool. And um, looks like your transitions are pretty quick. I was just actually noticing your T1 and T2 are almost identical. Huh? One yeah, second. and I was kind of, I was surprised that it, the field wasn't bigger. So I, it, I felt like they were just letting, I mean, they allowed like a wait list and they allowed, it seemed like they wanted a packed field. So, I mean, I was expecting 3000 on the start list, but yeah, I think only 2000 started. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, I mean, transition area didn't seem massive. But yeah, a uh, question on that. Did you, what, did they have like changing tents and stuff or? Um, I think they didn't have tents, but I think there was an area where you could have changed. But like, so your transition stuff was at your bike? Like, yes. So we didn't like have, like we didn't have, yeah, it was really weird. We didn't have bike or run bags. So when I, <laughs> the day before the race, I'm like, where am I running bike? And I mean, I didn't go to the athlete meeting or anything, so I had no, what? no idea. <laughs> oh, I think we should disqualify you for not going to that mandatory meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like my first Ironman, like WTC event where there were no bags and you just had everything by your bike. So even there was no, like no bags whatsoever? No, morning clothes bag and special needs. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I, like I mean, after the race, it was hilarious. It just looked like a huge homeless camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just with all the crap everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess that is one nice thing about the bags, keeping things in order there. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I like that. That's cool. Probably why yeah. ITU does the whole basket thing to keep everything right. clean looking. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, cool. So you got on the bike. Um, oh yeah, that's right. One other thing I wanted to mention that was, I think, good and definitely with it being such a hot day, but uh, the race started at 5 a.m., right? Yeah, so the pros started at 5, 
think the, the men started at five, the women started at 505, and then we started at 535. Oh, so really? Okay, so solid 30 minutes before, huh? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, I kind of felt bad for the pro women or because they started the men or like the, the age groupers right when they turned. Oh, the when they're heading so, around. Right, right. They had all that congestion. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking more, I was going to ask you if you caught any of them on the bike. Um, but uh, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's uh, that probably threw them for a loop, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting um okay yeah um but all right so you're out on the bike you're power focused your heart rate focused or tell us more about your ride so i mean we talked right before the race and i mean i knew it's going to be a hot day not in the morning especially so i feel like i did take it pretty conservatively on the bike but um i mean i just kept telling myself don't be a dumbass don't chase and it actually it was really strung out like the whole field just felt really strung out throughout the entire day i mean i was trying to count like the people in front of me and i mean it was just no packs just okay well that's completely good. strung out yes yeah. interesting i mean i just remember racing st george in may and it was just people all around me it yeah felt like but yeah, I mean, just I, I, mostly power focused and a little, I think I biked a little lower than what I, what I wanted to, but I mean, it got, by the second loop, it got pretty hot. Yeah. So you didn't end up really riding with anybody? You really feel like you're kind of solo? So one of my friends in Arizona, and I, he's a pretty strong cyclist, um, caught me around mile 20 i'd say okay and i'm just and at first i'm like i'll just let him go because i know i could run up to him eventually i mean i did it in hawaii he raced in hawaii in 2019 i know i could outrun him but yeah. he just i knew he would bike he's very experienced in the sport and i knew he'd bike smartly so I just kind of like stayed within 12 meters of him the entire time. And he kind of gave me motivation to, I mean, it was just so desolate out there and no one out there. So he kind of gave me motivation to just kind of stick with him and pace me. And yeah, it was a cool. So, so you rode with that... him for about 80 miles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so that got you to like mile hundred ish. Yeah. Okay. And then did he end up going out in front of you or did you take off from him? Uh, we actually, so he, I think he got to T2 about, I don't know, 30 seconds ahead of me. But oh, I mean, wow. we okay. were so like, guys were pretty close. Yeah, we were together. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, just to reiterate here, I am a big fan of, uh, you know, Planet Clean. But if you have somebody like that, sounds like the perfect situation for you. If you got somebody that's smart, but maybe slightly stronger than you, that, uh, you can you know within reason hold you know the power and uh, the effort you want uh, during the bike that can be a super motivator and uh, really help push you i mean i thought you know so you end up with a 516 42 bike split you know it's pretty hilly course and uh, i was uh, pretty happy when i saw that time for you and yeah uh, it seemed like no, you had a good I, 
I felt like I just, I stayed within myself. I took advantage of the downhills. Um, never really worked that hard on the climbs. And I mean, looking at my power after, I mean, I was right where I needed to be like 199 watts. So it was like a... So that's your average? Yeah, 73%. What was your normalized? Do you have the file up? Um, yeah, let me pull it up. But that was your goal to shoot for what, probably two two oh five or something? Or? Yeah, like, yeah, like two to two hundred two fifteen, two fifteen. Okay. If I was feeling like really good, cool. but cool. But you felt strong throughout, and yeah, and I think I felt better the second loop. Yeah. To be honest, so yeah, yeah, a lot better than the last time I raced. It was two thousand and. 16 and uh, i just felt like i just fell apart on the bike really huh. yeah and was there a lot of lap riders and stuff like that in the second lap um not too bad i mean it was just never that congested i mean you definitely definitely pass a lot of people on their i mean lapped a lot of people but nothing too crazy i mean the only time it kind of pissed me off is there was a no pass zone on the like a really steep descent two miles long and I just had to like sit up and just not do anything for a while and ride pretty slow. So what why was there no pass on? Um the road just narrows on the freeway and it's like a really sketchy section and they just I actually remember them saying like if you pass here you will get disqualified. So wow okay yeah, it's only no pass zone on the course. And yeah, I mean, the first loop, it was fine. We were flying down that, but the second loop, I just, you had to just set up and there were like 10 people just having a jolly good time going <laughs> 20 miles per hour downhill. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 201, but, 201 okay. normalized power. Wow. Okay. And to 199? Yeah. Damn. And so what was your uh, variability index? Um, 102. 102, nice. Okay. Seems like it should have even been lower than that, but uh, that's uh, that's great. Very good, consistent riding there. Nice, man. Max speed, 44.5. Okay. So no crazy downhills, huh? No. Uh, cool. All right, so you got off the bike feeling good. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> pretty hot. Um, that aero helmet, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about what I'm going to wear in Hawaii. Because it just Which got, one did you wear? Uh, the Giro 2, Advantage 2, like one's that old school. Oh, okay. And there's just not that much ventilation in there. And luckily, I could, like, flip it, flip it up a little bit. So, like, my whole face... Like, I put oh, my the, butt, the visor wait, over the, the arrowhead. You mean or no? The, not no, the, the arrowhead. Head. It's no. like the old school Giro. Yeah, now I see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah we got to make an upgrade there, buddy. I mean, I have nice ones, but I'm like, eh, I kind of like this. I, I I like the long tail. And yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's probably just in my head, but. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and I was trying to look up real quick. What? Uh, 
What were you in like 11th or 12th off the bike? I think uh, Becca said 13th off the bike. 13th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And did she, did you get informed of that right away? Yeah. Which I don't really like all the time, but yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> cool. But, uh, seemed like you had your running legs. How did you feel coming up? Not too great. Um, no? okay. It was, I mean, so it was around noon when we got off the bike. So it was pretty hot already. I mean, yeah, def probably in the nineties and yeah, I just, I mean, before the race, I just told myself like, it's not going to be a fast run by like hardly anyone. And it's what? It's not going to be a fast run by anyone. And I just kind of had to do my best to hold it together. So this thing that kind of helped us, it was a three loop course and I kind of like set my strategy up that way. Like first loop, just don't do anything dumb. Don't go yep. out too fast. And just kind of, hold on. And what were those first few miles splits? Um, <laughs> a little too fast. I think yeah. it was around like seven minute miles. So, okay. I mean, it didn't, I mean, my training, I always train faster than that, but I mean, I'm not training in that easy gym, so. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think where I made most of my progress was that second loop. And that's yeah. kind of where I started yeah. picking off a lot of people. Yep. They were fading. You weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. And, um, so I heard that, uh, the spectators and just like the run course was really awesome. Would you agree? So the neighborhood sections were amazing. Um, sorry, my God, it's going. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, the, the neighborhood sections were amazing. I mean, they had hoses, they had their own like water stations out there. So, I mean, that section felt amazing to run through. I mean, as long as I stayed cool, I felt fine. But then there's like certain stretches where, especially like along the lake, where there's no shade and felt like the water stations were a little spaced out in that section and I got hot. So, I mean, I did throw up a few times you did mm -hmm. oh wow okay um i mean there was a point where i stopped and like threw up and i just like stood in the shade for a few seconds and just okay closed my eyes and i'm like oh wow i didn't realize that uh so like was there a, like a thought that you of stopping no but i mean i've experienced that feeling before and i'm like just throw up try to replenish whatever I lost and just try to stay cool and just got to keep my feet moving because I know I'm in a good position. I know there's going to yeah. be a million spots in this area. So what, uh, and what, what mile did that start happening at? Do you remember? It was early on, like mile 10, I think was the first okay. time I felt like they completely awful. early on, but yeah. Okay. Um, Dang. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's significant. Uh, so that's pretty impressive that you held it together as well as you did. Uh, um, certainly I guess better than Lionel did when he threw up, huh? 
I just think he couldn't take in any nutrition anymore. Yeah. But that, so after you threw up, you were able to replenish and get back on track. Yeah. And I mean, it did not feel, the run didn't feel, I mean, I was not enjoying it at all, but I mean, it gave me confidence that no one passed me in the run. I was still catching like a lot of people. I was passing a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, after I threw up, I was able to like make, like get right back on pace, like 7.20 to 7.30s and just kept on moving my feet. I mean, I kind of, I was kind of thinking of you. I'm like, just focus on your cadence. I know I'm not going that fast, but no one's passing me. So. Right. It's all relative. I'm doing man. Good. Yeah. You got to consider that heat index, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah totally. That's, uh, that's, that's impressive. So, um, like last 10 K just got awful or what? Yeah. My, I've never had this happen before, but like my calf kept cramping up. So I had to stop and like stretch it out a little bit. Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, a. it was not a comfortable run and it wasn't like a very, <laughs> I didn't think it was a very positive experience on the, on the run but i think i just knew how to like hold it together and i mean i think just racing in hawaii in that heat and just knowing that feeling and knowing you can get through it helps. right yeah mental game for sure right mm -hmm. yeah you got it man that's uh that's really impressive i didn't realize that stuff there so uh cool and i know when we texted right after the race so a little bit frustrated by the time trial start and where that puts you huh yeah, so I guess I did pass your teammate late Tommy. in the run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I looked out after the fact, and he started like two minutes behind me, as well as like the other guy that I passed. So, if you saw like right when I finished, I was fourth, and then like they finished ten to fifteen seconds after me. But right. since they started later. I was bumped. To yeah. I mean, so you guys were all really close, right? So yeah. I mean, fourth or excuse me, third place was nine thirty eight thirty two, and you were nine forty twenty one and six. So yeah. you, you got, you four were uh, very close to each other when in less than uh, two minutes of each other. So. Yeah. And Becca was like, she's like, should I have told you about that? I'm like, I, <clears throat> I would need more time to put, more time on the other than yeah i can't do it in the last mile <laughs> right but i mean you were uh yeah or a minute and three seconds behind tommy yeah um so which uh kudos to you man i mean he's, he's yeah i mean kill. to be around that guy i mean he yeah. destroyed me in in st george, george right george yeah yeah and i know that jason guy who's fifth I mean, he's yeah solid too so i know uh matt rass there too yeah he's He's beaten me both times. I raced him. Um, he's he's good. I mean, uh, have you did you see like all the run times in our age group? It's just it's not fast. <laughs> yeah, just the uh, Andrew Hall. Holy smokes, what a race yeah, he had! Except him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for those that didn't check it out, he was the amateur winner. Uh, just under a 58 swim, 446 bike, and then a 256 run for an 84501. I do know he was eighth overall, including the pros. And uh, in that heat is uh, 
uh that's just dominant i mean he yeah he, he won the age group by uh almost 30 minutes uh 20 do you know minutes. that guy no i don't uh i did look him up real quick um but uh he's from uh salt lake and uh super impressive that's one i mean if guy. you got if you were at that ability i think that's about time you should go pro i mean just completely dominated yeah I agree. I mean, maybe, maybe as, I don't know. It's interesting at our, now that you're starting to run with the old guys here, buddy, you know, um, <laughs> we're getting to that point where uh, I'm not sure it makes sense to, to go pro, but uh, uh, I don't know his situation. Um, but uh, either way, that's uh, that's a heck of a day again, especially in that heat, but uh, not to uh, degrade the effort of you, man. So, I mean, obviously there was no doubt with all the slots here that you had a slot and uh Looking forward to seeing you on the big island, buddy. Yep. You excited or what? Hopefully I give you a run for your money. There we go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, we joked about this already, but uh, we also, uh, if you're friends with Elliot on Facebook, you can see that he did have the brain capacity as well as the effort to... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this move, but uh, as he was, so Lionel was what, Lionel Sanders, you know, he had a really rough day for those aren't aware and, uh, but he still finished, which I don't think was the right move, but uh, he, uh, um, you were on your second lap, I'm guessing, and he was on his third. Yeah, I was, I was starting my, my third loop and he was just about to turn to the finish. Yeah. And Becca was right there with her GoPro and I was feeling like, somewhat decent at that time i'm like okay run up ahead and i want to give him bunny fingers <laughs> so i run up from behind him and give him bunny fingers <laughs> uh, so there's evidence of that so as i asked uh elliot via text you know so i said so you're telling me you had the the intellect and the effort to raise that <laughs> hand up over the top of of lionel to give him those bunny ears but uh, a few years back you couldn't even lift that up that hand up halfway to high five your best bud. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, that will never, uh, never for pass our relationship here, bud. We'll always uh, have that memory here. But, yeah. Uh, that is. Uh, no, but I give I give Lionel a lot of credit for finishing. Yeah. It was not I was not making fun of him or anything. Like it was. I mean, I have major respect for that guy. I know. No doubt. You I know. know he will be back, and he will win Ironman. He will. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know. As we're recording here, he did release a video last night, and I, I follow Lionel pretty closely, and uh, he is. You know, he's set to race. Um, he wants to race not, Jan still. He's he's racing Jan Ferdino in three weeks, and I assumed after. So he still has not punched his ticket to Kona. I yeah, and I think his only options are. Stay in Europe and race Frankfurt or Copenhagen. He's going to have to. Yeah. But, you know, so, well, I, I thought he was going to just pull out of the race with Jan, you know, save it for Hawaii and um, go do Lake Placid or something here. Um, but apparently, uh, based on his video last night, he's not intending to do that. So um, I don't think that's a very smart move at all. But uh, Lionel is Lionel. Um, and uh, I hope it works out for him. But, uh, you know, I'll be be interesting for us to get a chance to to watch that event that'll be pretty neat um for those that haven't heard of it yeah so just a head-to-head -head, uh only two competitors jan and, and lionel in germany 
um, in three weeks here. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. And I hope that, uh, everything works out for Lionel, but, uh, I don't think his priorities are in the right spot right now. Um, cause he can definitely race you on, uh, in October and on the Island, but, uh, now, but do yeah. they, now do they allow, because I remember, didn't they allow like Tim Don to race, come back with like a special, yeah you know there there is the possibility but he actually even alluded to it in the video that you know if he didn't qualify that he claimed he wasn't going to go so um we'll see it's it's interesting but you know bottom line is it sounds like he's going to be doing uh, a lot of long course racing over the next couple months yeah i mean um, winning in in europe is going to be on. hard too i mean there's going to be some good competition there oh for sure for sure yeah um very nice so you got your slot and so there was the most slots in the 30 30 or 35 to 39 yeah 20 actually there were 21 slots in like 30 34 35 39 40 44 they were all very similar okay yeah. but it rolled all the way down to the 29th spot you said yep so crazy could have walked, walked it in <laughs> yeah so this is definitely a crazy year for iron man um tremendous opportunity for people that are kind of on the cusp uh to punch their ticket here and i think uh those people that uh continue to train and didn't didn't slack off during the the covid year um you know some of those people that that are on the cusp they're they're benefiting from that and uh um you know happy for those people to to get the opportunity to to come race uh on the island here so i mean uh, how would you how would you go about that if you went into an iron man with that many slots and you knew you had like you were in like fifth would you just kind of like post it in or give it your best that's a good question i don't know i mean man i, I mean if i was in your shoes and just knowing now that like if i was thrown up at mile 10 i'd i'd probably back off you know like yeah. um you know, that's uh, kudos to you to keep going and to battle through that and run as well as you did after that. Um, Cause that's, uh, that's dangerous territory as Lionel uh, yeah. uh, validated this weekend. You I, mean, know? I really think it just had to do with the heat. I mean, I don't think it yeah. was nutritional. I mean, yeah. have you ever, ever experienced that in Hawaii or racing in a warm weather race where you just I have, like, I, I actually, I, and... yeah, I have an issue where, um, I mean, it was, the most it happened, I remember at uh, the um, Costa Rica uh, 70.3 I did where I threw up like 30 times on the bike. Um, but uh, I do have an issue where a lot of times if I think if I'm getting a little too much in, my body just will will revolt it. And um, I it's not a, I would say most Ironmans and even some long course races, I usually end up kind of spitting up and uh, kind of throwing up a little bit on the usually just on the bike. Um, you know, I would say honestly, average probably two to three times, but it's not uncommon for that to happen four okay. or five times for me. And that's uh, kind of like, I mean, I think that's where our experience kicks in is like, you could, you're going to feel like crap many yeah. times throughout the day and you just have to know how to cope with it and deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets better those... because it will get better. Right. So, I mean, when that happens to me, I mean, Costa Rica was different because I wasn't feeling well and uh, I had nothing in me. But uh, normally when it happens, I don't, it doesn't even phase me. It's just like, all right, get it out and well, let's go. You know, yeah. so um, so I guess that's a little bit different. And, 
you know, I don't, I guess it is obviously it's throwing up. So you got to categorize it that way, but I kind of category it a little categorize a little bit differently than like really letting loose and <laughs> a lot coming out, you know, and everything. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but that brings me to uh, um, let's, let's talk about my uh, DNF over the weekend here that uh, um, I appreciate everyone's support. And, uh, and I got a lot of people texting me or emailing me saying, you okay, you know, and uh, um, so I did, uh, for kind of sponsorships, I posted my bike, uh, prior to the race and I was, um, on social media and, um, I was tempted even to put, um, a little, uh, excerpt in there, just letting people know that my hamstring is bothering me. And it's, it's been bothering me for the last probably month or so. And I'm really surprised that it's been lingering on this, this long. And I uh, was pretty disappointed that I wasn't able to nip it, but, uh, um, I will, fully admit that uh, heading into the race I uh, was very doubtful that I was going to finish the race and uh, you know so it doesn't affect my swim or my bike it's it's purely on the run and uh, so I was doing the White Mountains half and it's a very hilly course and as I definitely uh, concluded uh, or um, you know defined or con confirmed excuse me is the word I'm looking for um, that the downhills really seemed to flare it up and there was a really steep downhill section that, uh, you had, there was a five loop run course. So, um, so yeah, a couple, couple blunders or challenges. Um, I had a pretty poor swim. I'm still actually, one thing that's interesting is on my watch, when I looked up, I had like just under 33 minutes and the results had me at just under 34 minutes. So I'm like wondering if somehow the, the results got messed up a little bit on that, but, uh, Either way, um, not a great swim, but really didn't didn't affect me too much. Um, but what did suck is uh, uh, you kind of climb up a hill and then you go down this big three mile um, descent. Um, I did hit, I think, almost 57 on the descent. And wow. uh, at the first part of the descent, I was kind of messing with my bike computer that was sitting on top of my aero bottle and boom, off it popped. Um, so uh, an expensive uh expensive loss i did try and go back after the race and find it i couldn't find it but i lost my my bike computer within uh probably three minutes of the bike race starting and uh and so i i had the i was a little bit concerned about being able to navigate the course and was assuming i'd probably be up in front of the race so i wanted to have the map um and i did have that you know um in my bike computer so i could get turn by turn directions um so when i lost that you know, I started going, you know, more off feel. I still did have my power numbers that I could kind of look down a little bit at my watch. And, uh, I had uh, a great ride going, felt really good. Loved the course. Um, so know, was the course, was it well marked? That? Was the, was the bike course well marked or were in the, so it was, okay. um, so, so the only, uh, place as I told you, uh, so I ended up being directed off of course at about mile 50, 51, um, but prior to that, I was extremely impressed. There was big signs, you know, all the turns were very clear and I had no issues. Um, and so at mile 50, 51, I was in second place, gaining pretty good on, on first. And there was a big sign that said, slow down. And it looked like it was a good place where we were going to turn. But, and it was also one other kind of challenge with this race is they do do a sprint in Olympic and the half. And they actually, so we started at 7 a.m., the Olympic didn't start till 10:30, and I forget what time the sprint started, but they had like 
a lot of people out on the course together. And so the sprint athletes, I believe it was, were coming down the hill that I was supposed to take a right onto. So I'm hoping that the volunteer, so I, you know, started to slow down and I said straight because, um, you know, it, it, that's what they were directing me. And I'm quite sure I heard two people say yes. And, you know, there was somebody that she was kind of at the other side of the road. So I think she must've been talking to one of the other athletes, you know, a sprint athlete, but nonetheless, I went straight and, uh, did about uh, somewhere between two and a half and three extra miles on the, on the course uh, or off course. And somebody had to jump in their truck and come, come get me. So um, it was certainly frustrating and, you know, I wish I had my bike computer. Hopefully that would have prevented it from happening. But uh, as I look back on it, I, I am actually gl pretty glad it happened because it made it that much easier for me to, to pull out of the race. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got into uh, to T2 and uh, still had the fifth fastest bike split, despite doing you know almost three extra miles. So, so you didn't see anyone ahead of you, though, like kind of no. Well, no. So I well, there was an out and back just before that. So I saw Mike uh, Emmons, who was in the lead, um, and he had probably two minutes on me at that point. And um, but I didn't. There was nobody in front of me that like took the turn, and he was out of sight when that happened. There was somebody not that far behind me, and like after I went straight. Um, I was looking back and not seeing him and didn't have the best feeling. I was like, crap, this can't be right. But, uh, um, you know, I didn't part about local racing, I guess. What's that? That's the tough part about local racing. Is like, yeah. Know, I, I mean, again, I really, I think it was just the fact that it was such a congested corner. Um, cause the signage was, was awesome outside of that. But, uh, but anyway, so, you know, I finished up the bike and, um, I started to run and, a positive was my hamstring um, for the first time really was the first time running where it actually felt normal um, as I got off the bike. So I was pretty encouraged by that. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe I can make this work here. And um, so I, I got through two, the first two laps and even on the second lap, I kind of felt it on that downhill, but I was like, all right, you know, I'll keep going. And then by the third lap, I, I really start started to feel it. It still didn't get to like even so a week the week weekend before the race. I tried to do you know like a ten mile run, and about eight miles in, I actually called my wife to come pick me up because it was really aggravated, inflamed, and uh, I was like hobbling a bit. So um, I didn't want that to happen, and I knew that if I did that, it would really kind of set me back. So I did stop. It was because it was two and a half loop or a five loop course, and it kind of uh, crisscross. So it was a good kind of convenient spot to stop where I did, where I could just get to transition easily. And so I pulled out and, uh, you know, certainly don't encourage or, you know, not happy to, to DNF. That's certainly never my intentions. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, I got bigger races, like hopefully muscle man here is, is coming up in a couple of weeks that, uh, I really would like to do well at, but, uh, you know, already having a Kona slot and, you know, preparing for Kona and I, I know I'm racing Muscleman in two weeks. I got the uh, Cedar Summit three weeks after that. I got Timberman three weeks after that. So I really need to get this hamstring in, in intact here and uh, I can't let this linger here. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud. I don't know if the right word, but uh, I think it was the right move for me to, to pull out of the race. So, um, you know, so thank you again for everybody's support and it's, it's disappointing, but, uh, it is what it is. And if you race long enough, um, you know, there's, there's going to be times like I remember earlier in my career, I'd said, you know, I'd 
I'd kind of do a Lionel Sanders and I'd never give up on a race, but uh, it's now been, I think I have three or four, four DNFs now. And, um, you know, for different reasons, a couple were mechanical on the bike, but uh, you know, um, it, it, it's going to happen, you know, I think over time and um, you know, to me at this point in my career, it's not necessarily about uh, just finishing a race. So, um, you know, and, and I got a lot out of that race and it was a great test. I feel super strong on the bike and I uh, was really happy with my power numbers. And I honestly like, didn't even feel like I was really running um, per se on, on the run and still was running a decent clip and got almost six miles in. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's some, definitely some positives to take away from it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, that's part of life and, uh, you know, ready to get back at it and motivated. Definitely, um, a wake up call for me with my swim here. And I'm definitely going to put in some extra focus to try and get that dialed in. Uh, I think I'm also, I, don't, gonna... I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you think maybe I should swim a little less and that'll yeah. be yeah. You only need to go like one or two times a week. <laughs> uh, no, I think I, I, I've been swimming to, you know, two, at least two, usually three times a week, but I've been just not really getting in any, it's been a lot of like 2k swims and not really getting any decent volume. So I'm going to uh, up my game there for sure. And, um, and yeah, you know, feeling uh, excited and really hoping that things are going to work out better at muscle man here in a couple of weeks. Uh, should be fun. A um, bit of a faster course, you know, nice rolling course, but uh, shouldn't be as hilly as White Mountains. And uh, if I can put out the power I did uh, at White Mountains, I uh, should have some nice, nice splits here. So uh, that's where I'm at. The, nice. uh, you know, so is it, are you feeling any better? Is your hamstring feeling any better now? It is. I had a really good massage the day or Monday, two days after the race that I think was really encouraging. We actually found some tightness and some issues up in my low back that, that we think may have been a causing it too. So, um, then I had, I've been going to PT once a week, you know, getting some dry needling and things. And, uh, but I still haven't run from the race since the race. And, uh, I probably am going to wait, um, going to do a little bit of aqua jogging here over the next couple of days, but, uh, I think I'm not, I'm going to wait till this weekend to, to actually run and, um, you know, run fitness will be affected by the, the lack of volume here. But, uh, again, thinking big picture and gotta, gotta be feeling good for, uh, the next few months here. So hopefully I can nip this in the butt soon. Yep. we got a lot of races coming up. So I think yeah. you made the right call. So that's right. I forgot about Casco Bay in there as well. So the swim run race. So yeah, there's a lot going on this year. Um, but, uh, you know, so Elliot's riding the highs. I, I had a little bit of a low this weekend, but, uh, you know, not, not too low. I definitely not beating myself up about it. And, um, it's on to the next one. Yeah. So, so what's but that's up racing for you? I mean, I've had plenty of horrible races and I mean, the one that stands out the most is Hawaii in 2014 when I walked most of that run. Yeah. But you learn so much about, I think you learn a lot about yourself when you have not ideal races. Right. Yeah, makes sure. you a tougher person. Well, and I mean, I think it's it's also like, so if that was Hawaii last weekend, like I would have probably pushed it and, you know, run the risk and probably yeah. layered it up. And I probably would have, you know, done everything I could to finish. Right. Yeah. But for a race like that and in relation, you know, priority wise and where it is in my season, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. 
no, you know? I think you so, made the right call. I think that's uh, hopefully uh, – Especially with the races coming up quickly. Yeah, All right. So um, so what's your plan for now here, Elliot? Uh, we got a lot of races coming up. We got Oregon 70.3 at the end of July. We got a local half in August, middle of August. Um, then another local Olympic – and then off to St. George Worlds, and then three weeks later, Hawaii. There we go. Doing the double. Yep. Never done it before. Yeah, cool. I kind of wish it was four weeks out, though, but. I agree. That's part of the reason I'm not going. It made it easier for me to make the decision to just do Timberman and uh, and pass on 70.3 Worlds. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't even have a slot yet, so, but. Uh, and it's kind of tough. I mean, do you treat it like a race and not like completely bury yourself or yeah i think you kind of need to i mean i guess yeah. it depends on what your what your ultimate goals are but uh uh knowing you i would assume yeah we kind of want to take that strategy and uh you know not really taper much into it and make that kind of be a big big last dose um before uh maybe even doing a little bit more volume on the ride uh, the following weekend um to get you ready for kona but uh yeah 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 so. i gotta figure out my accommodations in hawaii still i'm not sure if i have that okay but gotcha. uh where where are you staying uh so i'm staying at the team everyman jack um okay. house that's uh on alehi drive so uh and how how you. soon are you gonna how early are you gonna arrive this year i think my plan is to get there i haven't booked my flights i'm gonna do that in the next few days but uh get there on Monday and then probably head home on Monday. Yeah. You know, unfortunately my family's not coming with me, so it's just going to be me. So, um, do you, know, you usually show up a little earlier than that? I feel like you usually yeah, go the weekend before 2019. I got there on fr Saturday, which was nice. I would definitely like to do that, but, uh, I don't know. Expensive. If I just, yeah. With, without bringing the fam and just being gone, I mean, being gone for a week is a long time. So, and do you have a car when you're there? Uh, right now, I don't. I'm actually thinking uh, may pull one of yours and rent a moped here or something. But uh, um, they're saying that there's a shortage of rental cars. They're so both, yeah. Well, first world problems, my friend. We'll yep. figure it out here, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but congrats again to you on uh, on punching your ticket, and uh, really happy that uh, we're gonna get to spend some quality time together and race again. Yeah, excited. Yeah, so good. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to that experience here, how we're battling through uh, some adversity here. And Elliot, you know, no problem with the puking, just keeps on going and uh, <laughs> does great here. So um, it's called so, Puke and Rally. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So good. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. We will uh, catch up with you soon here. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.